Kyle. I'm your host, <laughs> Kyle Guillory. We got this started, and I'm joined by my boy, Boyd. Hey, Tell hey, up, Boyd. hey, what up? I'm here. I'm here, and I'm chilling. Oh, yeah? Yes. Oh, yeah? Yes. Today, today, tell them who we got. Who's our guest today? Oh, Who's our special? Uh, we have a special guest for you guys on the Clueless Critics Podcast. His name is Truth. Say hi to the people, Truth. Hello, I'm Truth. Real name Sebastian Vela or S. Vela. I, I got so many names. I don't even know what to call myself anymore, actually. You, you, your <laughs> name's S. Vader? S. Vela. S. Vela. Yeah, okay, that's, was... my, that's my real name. Ooh. So that that's what that's what I signed my my every name is like different. <laughs> oh, for real! It's impossible to find me. It's so dumb, but that's because my name is taken everywhere. That's it's so stupid. Ah, okay. uh, oh, your, your actual name, Sebastian, is taken. I mean, come on, it, every name is probably taken. Like, I mean, the full name, full name, full name. Obviously, the first name. Yeah, yeah. I meant Sebastian Vela. That's what I meant. Yeah, right. but I don't, I don't like. I don't care much about my real name. I don't barely use it. But yeah, okay. but but mostly I go by Chu. People online or some of my brethren and that they know me as Chu. Chu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, should I should I, should I say more about myself? Yeah, uh, man. So what's yeah. going right. on with you? Yo, what all right. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I work digitally. I do digital drawings and paintings. I'm a, an aspiring concept artist, and I'm planning on going into animation school uh, soon. So okay. hopefully, I'll get accepted. Where are you thinking of uh, of of applying to? Uh, there's a school in my con in in my country, Denmark. There's a school in a in a city called Vibor, which is actually a highly a rated school here in uh, in, the, in Europe, yeah, where a lot of people apply, and it's like five year course or four year course, and you have one year of internship at like some some different companies around the world, and you you know people who who graduate from there they they have a pretty good chance in in the industry, so so that's that's good. That's that seems like a place to go. All right, that's that's dope, bro. Yeah. What are you doing in the meantime? Right uh, in the meantime, I uh, I'm working as a as a book illustrator, so I'm working on a H.C. Anderson book. Uh, you know the guy who wrote the Ugly Duckling and Little Mermaid and that, and that. Like um, so so I'm just doing illustrations for that. I've done some freelance work, some quick commission type things, but mostly I'm working on that book. Um, just doing illustrations for that. No, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Right, illustrations right. illustrations yeah. very much similar very much similar to uh i guess what me and fish are trying to do with the whole comic book thing um mm -hmm. uh do you have you do you have any interest in comic books at all like i do i do um but it's definitely there's there's so many things i want to do True. um but you know this like it's hot it's hot you cannot touch them at the more at the same time so i'm trying to like you know complete and sort of like master the important stuff first mm -hmm. and when i get that luxury time i would like to get to know how to do comic books because uh, mm. i'm gonna look if i go, go to the animation school i'm gonna learn storytelling as well yeah all the good stuff yeah. yeah yeah um and like um so i could eventually apply that to just 
in my spare time if i got somewhere that in the future you know i'll i'll like uh i would like to work on just a comic not even it for it to be good just as practicing it and you know eventually make something i'll be proud of in the future hey. right that's yeah, that's pretty cool it's basically what we're trying to do right now honestly yeah <laughs> yeah i think yeah I think we we both definitely have the same type of feelings where uh, we've picked comics like you, you know, you're picking uh, animation when, when in actuality, I think everyone kind of has that feeling where they want to work on, they want to work for uh, an animation company. They want to make a movie. They want to make some games. They want to make a comic. They want to make an illustrated book. You know, they want to yeah. make art books, all this stuff, but you just kind of got to, you got to focus one down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do like everything in the creative industry. I, I want to do clothes as well and like. Oh, I've been there, bro. Furniture. That's still and on just the back like, you know, for me. Like, yeah, like everything, man. Just because like learning new things is such like it's it's so much fun, but it takes a lot of work still. But like the joy you get out of learning something new and be able to practice that on a regular basis is just uh, a lot of enjoyment that comes with that. When you're, when, yeah, I I've noticed when you're a creative person, if you if you can figure out what the creative thing is in whatever you're gonna get into like you just it makes it uh how do i describe this it, it makes it so that you just you just anything you find creative you're like in the back of your head like yeah i could do that one day i could find yeah. that could be fun <laughs> <laughs> that could be interesting to there's do. one thing there's one thing i was like no I, I i won't have to time my mental capacity for that that's music mm. that music would be super dope to do Truth. but it's 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 technical on, on a totally different level and that's just like that's a that's a whole nother language it's like alien or something to me mm. so. see i think i think that's when like it'd be when you get to the point where you start bringing in other people like yeah at a certain point you're no longer going to be able to do it on your own yeah exactly you gotta you gotta get an awesome group of people around you to help you do the thing you want to do you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm actually I they, I'm a part of like an uh like a, it's not, I, I don't know if you call it an art collective but I'm part of a little group in my city it's oh, called nice. Street Station so there's a bunch of our artists and we all got our own workspace and that our own like little atelier and that um but those people they know so many other ones you know they got so many contacts and I can you know benefit from some other ones as well they know musical artists like there were some crime people um like yesterday at Street Station that just came to say hello and that filmmakers musicians video game creators as well so many people like you I hear can, that like, aspiring you know? artists it's called networking guys yeah being professional <laughs> or just being cool being being a cool person that's all that's like 90 percent mm. of being professional with other artists you don't need to wear a suit and tie but like don't be a dick <laughs> like <laughs> like real talk more time people are just like they just love sharing and like Yo. seeing each other's work because it's so inspiring just to see people actually make something mm -hmm. that's like the mm -hmm. biggest thing i feel like yeah. um so like because i'm not good i don't i don't like to talk to a lot of people i'm not that like and i hate networking but it's always fun just seeing someone enjoy what they're doing and pushing themselves to do more. Yeah, yeah. And I get yeah, inspired yeah, by yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, yo, Rod, that is sick. You, it, sometimes I might not even like this stuff, but just them working hard at it still just gets me going. Mm. So, Absolutely. yeah. Similar Absolutely. similar stuff. Uh, sim I, I don't know if Fish has any examples, but I have a couple where 
uh, especially when I was getting into dancing, I'd you'd see people in, in battles, and you're like, wait, are the human bodies allowed to do that? Lit, <laughs> yeah. I'm about to try. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. <laughs> when you just see somebody at like the like like showing off like their skill and you're interested in it and like i don't know it's i don't know if you guys have heard this complaint before but when people see somebody there's like this weird mentality with some artists where they see somebody who's really skilled or talented and they're like i don't want to draw anymore after seeing you i'm like what that doesn't <laughs> That, to me, no, that doesn't make any mentality. sense. Yeah, I'm like... That's yeah, the wrong mentality to have. They want to be the first ones to do it, but I, I think, like, if they're... It, it makes me, like, look past them, because I'm like, okay, if they're able to do this, then that means there's a good chance that I'm able to push past that. You know? Yeah. That's how I sort that, of look at it. That's funny. That's funny. Like, I remember when I first started drawing, I was like, they're, they're not necessarily good artists today if... if uh, but like um when i when i just started out i was totally shit i was like raw them people there they're sick yeah i want to do what they do yeah and yeah. like and before i just thought i was the boss but i'm like then i look at other people like oh sh- i'm actually crap they're when, better when you get it when but you get out your bubble yeah and then then i started pushing myself harder and these people they i don't know if they just got stuck or whatever or they just stopped the drawing thing but it didn't didn't really improve in their skill mm. and all of a sudden not to like say I'm I'm better or anything, but like technically, I'm I I I got better than them mm-hmm. in terms of skill and that. Yeah, um, just because you put in the time. I, yeah, and after that, like I discovered new people. Like, oh, they're the next level. That's that's what I'm gonna get to now. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I I proved myself better than them. And now I'm like looking at some of the you know the top guys and that raw. I still got a lot of work, but I'm gonna get there eventually. I know that as yeah. long as I put in the work. Oh yeah. That... Definitely start looking at start looking at people like uh, recently. Um, me and Angry been going back and forth uh, just for everybody else out there. Angry is uh, Kanma or Constantine, if y'all remember him. From yeah, but, he, um, he's been on we, twice before. We, hi, hi, Kanma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, what up? Yeah, so me and him been talking about you know Jamie Jones recently, and you know we're we're both like trying to dissect this stuff. We're like, man, we got to get there. We got to get there. But uh, we went back. He actually showed me today, uh, he went back and looked through all his old sketchbook stuff and how mm. crap he was before. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's oh, right. Man. He was also bad once. We can get there. It's just going to take a while. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. I lo- I, if any of you artists are out here, show your t- – I love it when art- artists show their sketchbooks because it gives so much hope for people coming up. If you If you feel embarrassed about your sketchbook or anything like that, don't be – Especially if you're at a higher place now, um, don't be afraid to do to to show your sketchbook. Cause honestly, honestly, you're doing the wor- you're doing other artists a service. Uh, when okay. when we can compare and see the growth that you've shown, that like oh you were at a, you were at a comparable level to us, it sub it 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 plants in people in our mind and other people's minds, the idea of like oh art is not like this god-given talent where some people can poop on a canvas and create the you know the mona lisa and other people can try their hardest and fail it's a skill that needs to be worked up you know yeah um yeah. i it uh ooh, speaking of comparing people to, of comparing things to other people and this isn't like part of the overall 
thing, the discussion we're going to get into, but it is a, a an interesting concept. Um, it may be sort of scared to be at the top. Uh, somebody brought this. Uh, I was watching a video from, I believe, his name, uh, Digibro, and one of his friends, they did a like a quick YouTube podcast talking about Miyazaki, whether he's overrated or underrated. Any of you who don't know Miyazaki, he's probably the most crossover anime director uh to the west in japan he's like an old dude he's been doing the in the industry for years he made valley of the wind my neighbor totoro uh what else what else did he make that spirited away spirited away classic um uh princess mononoke princess mononoke and the argument between the two was is um is um, miyazaki overrated or is he underrated, right? That was the basic gist of the conversation. And one of the big points the guy made is, I think now Miyazaki might be getting stale in his, um, at least his writing, not necessarily his animation, but his writing, because there's nobody at the sort of like metaphorical t- peak with him that he feels like he can compare to. You know, yeah. uh, like, to be fair, I think that's the great thing about hip hop is because it's such a competitive, 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 like uh, uh, art form. It, I think it helps propel and push the art form forward. You know, people are finding new ways to get better, uh, new beats, new this, new that. Right. As opposed to like when you're sort of at the top or you feel like you're at the top, you know, and people keep reinforcing you're at the top. How do you force yourself to improve when you're up there at yeah. the mountain peak or per the proverbial mountain peak? Obviously, people can always mm-hmm. improve, but if you don't, sometimes that lack of somebody also up there with you who's also trying to improve and that you can see as like sort of an inspiration to keep moving forward, uh, it scares me that that's not, you know, possible there. Um, mm. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Well, hopefully this uh, this next generation of artists and creators go crazy and just Yo. start making some awesome stuff, and it'll keep everybody moving for a long time. Loki, you know what? Mm-hmm. I've said to so many people that like, like next year some big things are gonna happen. Like I could just feel it for some reason because mm-hmm. a lot of artists I've been like talked to a lot or whatever or seen grow a little bit this year. Um, I've just seen how also in music, how genres change and people do new things and that, and they all like share their mm-hmm. stuff a lot. That's why a lot of people also like kind of sound the same sometimes or the yeah, art yeah, might yeah. look the same because yeah, yeah. there's many more people doing it now, but they're also sharing their the stuff. Advent- but that's why you see a lot of similar things. The and I feel like internet. next year, yeah, yeah, because of the internet, obviously. Uh, but, but next year, for some reason, I feel like p- after people have found themselves just in this comfort zone, now it's time to add their own personality mm-hmm. to things. Mm-hmm. So I feel like next year is going to be like, I don't know why, but I can just feel it like yeah, proper, intuit- you know? But next year, feeling? yeah, next year, like, I think it's going to be a year of experimentation and really, like, trying proper new concepts. Mm, okay. Uh, and, and finding yourself even harder where you kind of can stand out mm. from the other people. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that a lot of creativity might happen next year. Um, at least in my local zone, you know, my, my circle, I feel like that's definitely going to happen for them. And I think for myself as well, because I'm 
stepping into a totally new area with the animation thing. Um, yeah. But I, I think for other people that I've just talked with and, and I've kind of, kind of expected with music as well, that people are going to try new sounds, pictures, they're going to try new styles and that, new yeah. combos, whatever. And we're going to see something that's like hard to compare to anything because it's, it's different. Yeah. I mean, we had the that's phase my of, that's my expectation i i guess i guess that makes sense in a sort of like uh pull back picture way where it was like for a long time before the advent of the internet you know before information could be shared there was a lot of like techniques and stuff and ideas that were kept to you know only certain bubbles where you could learn them right now everybody that's willing to learn and interested excuse me can go out and see it so there's going to be a lot of like mixing of ideas uh you know like i'm pulling from all these creators and other people that i like so we're all gonna start to look the same and then once we've sort of mastered the basics i think the next move i guess in general would be to be like okay i have the basics how do i stand out you know which i i think yeah. that's a natural progression i i don't know about next year but it would i'd love to see that next year that'd be cool mm. um, i feel like I think that one of the reasons why I think that is because trends or whatever, or a lot mm. of things lately, because there's so many people doing it, yeah. a lot of things are starting to be too saturated and eventually yeah. we get bored. And yeah, we need there's to always a pushback. Like, when something gets too yeah. saturated, eventually you start to see an undercurrent of like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah it becomes too much. We start getting bored. And that's when we have a decide to create new things. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, maybe like it would be like oh we have a trend or something new and cool but it would like like dubstep or whatever it would die out quickly yeah 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 for example um but eventually there might be something that's kind of revolutionizing maybe yeah. not the, not maybe not next year but like it's coming so i can imagine some year close yeah it's coming like some some new some new trend or new vibe or whatever is gonna really like change a standard or whatever to something higher or something different where where that's gonna have an effect to the rest of like creative media yeah i'm down i'm down to be a part of that um also just makes me feel good to think that i don't know if it's gonna happen hey hey man we could we could spur on the change if we if we if you're thinking that we could be the guys that like sort yeah. of try to make that move um i don't want to sound cocky uh let me open with this uh, fish, fish knows me. I'm not that cocky of a guy. I just, I just play cocky on TV. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's this idea of, uh, I guess maybe it's just because I, I, I raised myself on hip hop from like high school up. Uh, I don't know if you have this sort of same feeling truth sometimes, but like you get up some days I get up and I'm like, I want to like, you get up and you take your hat your pokemon hat and go backwards and then in the back of your, in your head you're just like singing the pokemon theme like i want to be the very best like this competitive like i want to be like the best artist uh like possible out i don't know maybe this is just me but i feel like there's sort of I'll like there's like this like competitive side to, side of me especially for for like you know something that isn't really like can't be really measured but still it's sort of like that thing inside me that's like i want i want people to like see me in the next 20 30 years and be like yeah this man was a legend and whatever yeah. you know specific thing in i'm still. in 
He's, he's still, still he's still a legend. Yes, yes. Is, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna die at 120 years old. He's what? No, I, I def I definitely relate. I do. Like uh, like I said with a boredom thing. Like recently, I've been going for a more abstract vibe, almost mm. something that seemed like Anthony Jones inspired in terms mm. of design. Because I got. I started doing like when I when I sketch or when I just do a quick portrait because that's what I got time for. Yeah. Um, I I saw all of a sudden you just get bored of of what I do and like raw. I don't like this anymore, and I need to switch it up. Just yeah. going to an abstract level in terms of design really helped, and it got my my stuff just got way more interesting. I'm like yo yo, I need I can I feel like I'm in a good vibe now where I'm just growing really fast or trying something new and learning. Yeah. I like. Yo, I just got to push myself because I want to be fucking good at this, you know? Yeah. Because I don't want to... If I bore myself, I'm going to bore other people. True. So, so I need to fuck it up my game in it. Yeah. It's sort of necessary after a certain point. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of something new... Uh, okay, we, we all know superhero movies. You've, oh, yeah. It, yeah, you know, some people claim to have superhero fatigue, which is... I find is dumb. <laughs> I, I, if you if you have superhero fatigue, then don't watch superhero movies because there's other movies yeah, out, <laughs> and then come back later when you're like, I want to watch a superhero movie again. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. but <laughs> like they they act like we're forced to do this like it's a job. Um, I mean, they're only the people think about it. They're being made because we wanted them to be made. Mm-hmm. Like, like the consumer is the reason for all those superhero movies being made. Yeah, they they came out. Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, let's go watch it." And they make hundreds of millions of dollars. Of course, they're going to keep making movies. It makes them money. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Um, capitalism one on one. Uh, so, yeah. uh, I don't know if any of you have seen. Well, I know you three two have, but uh, for the general audience, uh, right now, pause the podcast. Look up uh, Spider-Man Edge of the Spider-Verse trailer and just just be happy that something so exciting and beautiful artistic-wise uh, is coming out. <laughs> like, I'm so hype. I've never been so hyped for a Spider-Man movie in a long time. Uh, and this just... I don't know if you guys would agree... But the art style looks amazing. Um, yes, yeah, that's a that's a thing. That's a thing. Uh, yeah, like the the because it, it's funny you mentioned the whole superhero fatigue because mm. it's not the subject of superheroes that's boring. It's the way that it might be displayed. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. again, people could get bored of. I have something yeah. like this that's just stylistically so interesting. Uh, it's it's just that's that's the great thing. That's what what's gonna I think catch more people's eyes that you have something that's finally different in terms of superheroes. Yeah. Um, yeah. because you you starting to see like I, I <laughs> there's a lot of them like half of the Marvel movies. You know, it like some of the first four movies, like the second and third Iron Man movie. Like, I got I didn't like those at all, but like the first one of of like uh, fucking Iron Man was four or six. So like. They might have a Marvel, people say that oh Marvel they always do great movies and like that but like half of them I thought was kind of boring yeah. you know and that's because of the way they were displayed in like yeah. such a generic it's not it's not the the characters for it's not the fault that it's superheroes it's for like it's the story and the way that like being portrayed it's just 
has no interest to me because it's too generic. Mm. When you start to do something different, that's that's exciting. So that's mm. that's what we're gonna reach at, you know. Void, nice. uh, I, I don't know if you've seen this as well, but it's another change in direction. Did y'all see the? Uh, sorry, I didn't mention this before we started, but there's uh, the mm. Batman. Yes, one, uh, yo, I'm so hyped, bro. That's that's a that's a fantastic direction. Yeah, it's made by a completely different country. Yo, yeah. it's made uh, by like some big anime studio. uh studio uh, like producers and directors, right? I think the main director on it is the guy who made um I don't think it was Samurai Champloo. I think he made Afro Samurai. Yeah, it was Afro Samurai. Yeah. Yeah. Afro Samurai. And then yeah. I think he made another one. <laughs> what it's the so the reason why that's so great is because it's not uh What's that that term where like you know how Chief you were saying earlier we we all grab from the same inspirations and we all start to look the same yeah yeah, yeah that's exactly what, that's what the superhero uh, genre was looking like yeah and these two movies are are completely breaking from that especially yeah. that Japanese one because it's it's nothing like what they normally do with Batman right yeah like, it's a whole. And that's that's you know because of different the difference of like culture or like where it's been created in it. If you got Japanese people working on it, they have a whole different perspective on the heart and a whole different like mm. uh like culture in general. of techniques. Yeah, yeah. To to apply to like um to creating a movie mm. that that's a total like I wouldn't say game changer because they do that proper over there because it's what they do normally, but like. For us over the West and just like in Europe and that, we are we're excited about that because it's finally something different. Like oh, when you yeah. think about it, it's, it's it probably has anything with like the original Batman content. They basically just it, it, like they got the characters and they could do whatever the fuck they want to do with them. Mm -hmm. but, but I'm still like excited about it because it looks fucking good, mm -hmm. you know. And I... it's excited to see something different. I love how they and and it's crazy how they basically take the themes of Batman, you know, classic brooding rich dude Batman, and they're like, let's just transplant this in like a steampunk version of feudal Japan, <laughs> and like let's see where it goes with it. Batman's a ninja, yeah, that makes sense. He's basically a ninja wearing all black. The Joker, the interesting thing here with the Joker. Uh, from the what the trailer shown if you got you can look up the trailer here uh look up the trailer but um the joker looks like he's an actual like decent fighter and i'm not saying he was a bad fighter yeah. before but that wasn't his main shtick like now he looks like he can hold his own against batman who's like the most trained human being <laughs> on the planet earth yeah um which adds like a another dynamic to the whole of, like their coin flips of each other they're the same size, like the different sides of the same coin, like chaos and order type deal. Um, yeah. And can I just say something about like them character designs though? Like, yo, hmm, hmm, Catwoman looking like a snack. Uh, also the Red Hood. I like how they did Red Hood. Yes. How he's just literally just like has a bamboo like huge hat covering like <laughs> is he his face? Oh, that was that shit. Mm. That, that mm. shit looked crazy, man. The only one looks normal is kind of like you got Catwoman and Robin. Yeah, they did only yeah. two out of the world. Are you talking about um, uh, Robin as in Nightwing? 
or Robin as in not, my not hair is Grayson, Robin as <laughs> yeah, hair, hair is like caught, hair had a bad haircut or something. It's the it's the <laughs> what is it the feudal Japan? I'm a student of a samurai haircut sort of thing. Yeah, I actually think Nightwing just looked regular as well. I can't remember. Yeah, he looked he pretty regular. He just <laughs> was like wearing blue and black and had like the nunchucks or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Joker's actually got a shogunate looking type of uh, jacket on. The the shogun yeah. jackets. Is, so like he's actually uh, controlling a group of people. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Batman's Batman's got a whole samurai vibe too. He's got well, he's actually got samurai armor on and everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. I yeah, I'm I'm definitely ready to see how that turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Spe- speaking of the Joker and such and Yeah, uh, I was gonna say <laughs> oh, the Joker. We 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 try to come up with a, a short list. I don't Anyways. know. We might have some cro- cross fading here. But um a list of like good villains. Um Antagonists. I've, or antagonists, really. Uh, right. Antagonists are more interesting than just straight up villains because villains have this Yeah, I gotta make I gotta make that uh that uh distinction. Guess, that change. Yeah, the distinction because mine's definitely not like a villain. Mm. Excuse just me. Antagonist. Anyways, um, I, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so before we go into the list, I don't know, from my personal view of Know, villains antagonists and all that i was i realized two things okay if uh, most villains that i like i don't know they uh most villains that i like they have this certain level of charisma to them that is that that you know sort of sucks them in even though you know there's a, even though you know like a, a lot of the time what they may do is either shady or wrong the way they go about go about it makes you be like man i like you just on like a sort of uh, on like a sort of level you know like same thing with the joker like th- that man's evil but he's just so like carefree and happy and like you know you know like so confident about what he's doing that you may you, you like even if you don't really like him you're sucked in every time he's on screen if he's if if he's done right um yeah. if, and nah. then uh other antagonists that I like if they're not that in, if they're not that confident which a lot of them usually tend to be cuz they sort of have to be if you're going to be a, a good bad guy um I I like the antagonists that have sort of like a gray area right um where it's they're like they're what they're doing isn't necessarily like plain outright evil like sometimes like there's there may be they may be going to a like an extreme but it's sort of like a logical extreme um uh so I'll, i guess i'll start off the list my my yeah, go ahead. my my first guy is um is actually an antagonist from uh, the uh, a manga and I think an anime that came through called Zetman. Um, basically, if I remember if I remember this right, uh, Zetman was a manga 
that started in about mm, 2002. I remember reading it in, in middle school, and it starts with this uh, character called Jin. Um, Jin has this black lump in his hand, uh, and he's... Uh, oh, I, I, spoiler warnings, because we're going to be talking about villains and why they're great, uh, or antagonists and why they're great. But um, he is... Uh, he is um, basically this experiment from this corporation to make the perfect human being. And his design is basically like a character with like sort of horns. And obviously, he's a good kid. But like he, as he goes through, he becomes sometimes he's misunderstood, right? And his antagonist is this kid that is uh, uh, basically a um, uh, an an heir to this huge CEO, and he gets this suit because he has this his own idea of justice, right? And he sees Zetman at the beginning as a ba as this bad guy, and he's trying to do the best thing. And his design of his suit and everything is like angelic or whatever. So they meet each other a couple times and they fight and whatnot because they're, but they're both on sort of like the same side. It's just that Jin is like from a poor family and he's coming up while this guy's coming down and looking uh, looking down upon him. So um, there is. There's sort of this duality between the two of them. It's an interesting show. I guess I don't want to break down too much of it, I guess. But um, it's sort of the... It's sort of like the interesting dynamic that was appeared in Naruto between Sasuke and Naruto. Where they're like... The, they're like the flip of the coin sort of deal. And they... they how they interact with each other makes makes each other better. That's That's my first antagonist. I have like... I think two more. Any of you? Uh, I have I have a feeling that most are going to play out that way. Because mm. they, well, either a, a general, as a generalization, I'd say that there's probably only a few ways that antagonists are put into stories. Like Most of the time they're the, foils. Right. Wait, what's, what's that? A foil is... Um basically if i remember this right literally uh it's like the person that like reflects the things about reflects or opposes certain things about the main character oh right right so right, right, for right. example with batman the joker and batman's whole thing is hey uh joker's thing is like all it takes is one bad day for you to go insane and just break and like start killing everything and He's insane, right? And then he sees that in Batman. Batman is low-key insane for, like, how hard he goes in the paint against crime. But he already had his bad day. You know? And Batman yeah. represents order. Joker represents chaos. You know? They're, they're foils of each other. All right. Okay, well, I got I got a question uh, for Chuf. Because, mm. Chuf, you, you typically draw like or, or paint a lot of a lot of characters with horns, whatever, all this stuff. I like that. I like a lot of that stuff. So I'm just you had wondering. Your I had, I, and I still always try to throw them in there somewhere. <laughs> I, I love it. I love that stuff. So I'm just wondering: is there any 
anything like you would attribute that to as why you're interested in that? Do you think that that relates to maybe an interest in antagonists and stories? Do you think, uh, what do you, what do you think about that? Um, what is, Oh, I kind of went through like a, a, a devil and demon phase type thing. Mm. Um, and that was mostly cause like, I kind of got bored with how human, a lot, uh, human, uh, demons looked a lot of ways people interpret like demons or the devil and they got still very like human faces. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to kind of like, kind of erase that bit. The same with elves, a lot of elves looks too human sometimes. And I wanted to have different features. Hmm. And I was doing that. I was thinking of like a demon universe. They're all demons, but they're not they're not bad people. They're like regular people. And the universe is just sort of like an alternate version of our world. They will do regular things like we do, but they'll probably eat different food and use different ways of transportation and different yeah. traditions or whatever for like a birthday or whatever. But like in terms of design, uh, just for the look of someone, you definitely have to have like a contrast um for the protagonist i think like it's funny with looks because some people don't look evil until they've done evil things mm, true. you know what i'm saying true true right. true the way you um, the way you look at them is different after you know what they've done yeah because like i have that with people that are normally like normal people that i know there are a few people that there's some random people that i've known like they i, I really i think they're ugly because i hate them you know because <laughs> because they're just dickheads you get me yeah i got you so, bro. Like, if if they're my friend like oh you look you look proper man there's nothing wrong with you if they were bad towards me like you're fucking disgusting looking <laughs> uh, that has but, that has actually happened to me in relationships as well like have you ever yeah. you've been with a girl and at first you're like you don't really think anything of her and then you get to know her and then she slowly becomes more attractive and you're like wait what like yeah. three or four or five months ago you were like a solid seven um, or six now you're like an eight. What happened? Yeah, I know a lot of people. Like, they will always say that their partner is the prettiest person. They're 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. all of a sudden. I'm like, hmm, okay. He's like, yeah, I don't know about that, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it, that's, yes. That's but in terms it. of like, oh, go on. Tunnel vision. Yeah. That's it. True. Yeah, but in terms vision. of like villains, I, I sort of like, it's funny because, yeah, that look thing, it, it really depends, but... I have sort of like some rules mm. that I think that's good to keep in mind when you're creating a villain Okay. Um, to have them interesting because there's so many villains that people say they're good, but to me, they, they have they have no impact on me, like okay. Bowser. But that's also from Bowser. a very simple game. But yeah, Bowser, yeah, yeah. He's, he's just there. You see him at the end of the game. That's true, it. True. And maybe at the start of the game. For me, like a good villain... And I'm gonna I'm name a few people, a mm-hmm. uh, few villains or antagonists that I think like are great that left that left an impact on me. Okay. Um, a villain has to like, um, cr- create a problem or kind of like have like an effect for the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Sort of like um, stand in their way where they have to like be more like for example be more powerful than them. Yeah. And like smash them, and force the like. Um, protagonist to be creative in a way to defeat that villain or get mm-hmm. past them. Yeah. Um, okay. Another one is they have to interact with the protagonist a lot. They have to be there, reading your face and piss them off. Like someone like Handsome Jack. Mm. You kept hearing Yo, communicating with him. Handsome you never Jack. never saw him. Forgot about him. He's so good. 
but he's always talking to you. Yes. You end up getting pissed off like this guy's such a fucking. You can't but he's wait to funny kill him. though. He's funny. He's you funny. hate you That's hate him, but like him at the same time. Yeah. And. And that's also why you mentioned the gray eyes, because a man like him, he has his own justification for doing mm -hmm. what he does. So that's mm -hmm. also important. Um, but like, they they definitely have to like kind of be a blockade for whatever the pr protagonist is just trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. uh, but and they also have to affect them constantly throughout the story. Another villain that I really loved is the villain in um, Captain America: Civil War. Okay. What was great about that? That he's. It, Another thing with villain in terms of the sign, they kind of have to stand out. That's why people remember Bowser, because he's a big flipping dinosaur-looking guy, <laughs> you know? He's so boring in anything else, so he has to look interesting at yeah. least. In Captain America Civil War, everyone's a fucking superhero. Mm. Uh, you got the one regular guy. And what was great about him was, you kept seeing him, and he was doing stuff, you know? Um... And the way he had an effect on all the characters, making them fight yeah, spoilers, but you should have seen it by now anyways. But, yeah. um, but like, um, the way he makes the characters go towards each other is so genius. And and his motivation for it as well is, is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. um, and I think some of the greatest thing that like an antagonist can do is is kind of get uh, the, the viewer on their side, or at least understand them. And oh. You know. Just a little side note on that villain that you're talking about. Great villain. But yeah. also, like, his character motivation is also not stereotypical. Like, he wasn't trying to steal a lot of money. He wasn't trying to rule the world. It was so simple. I loved yeah. it. It was so simple but effective and had huge ramifications. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah that was good. He's a, he's a great villain. Good choice, bro. <laughs> but in general, like, for villains... uh causing like a problem or forcing the the protagonist to you know be smarter or seek help or whatever um that creates a, just a good story in general uh that's one thing and then just having presence is the other there's so many villains people think are so dope but like you don't see them until the end mm. and i'm like who the fuck are you again <laughs> like yeah, who's yeah this yeah, guy yeah. and then oh he's the villain like raw what oh he's the last like, boss okay, okay. Yeah, that's, <laughs> to me, that's such like that's such boring storytelling. Mm. You don't you, you like that's I I don't get like gassed when I when I see like just a final boss that like, who are you? Oh, I, I want them to have an effect on me. I want them to like kind of hurt me so I can hurt them back. You know? Yeah, it feels justified when you hurt them back, right? Yeah. I I think um we should have done also a bad villains list, but like like a horrible villains list um i don't know if you guys would are willing to do that now at short notice but uh, other than that i, I think, think you okay i think truth might have watched this um have i'm gonna just skip to my best villain all right Be better than the joker Ooh. better than the okay here we go yeah get ready for the hot take the the main villain in old boy I don't Ooh. even know what that is. Okay. You two, if you've heard of Old Boy, right? Yeah. You watched it. It's you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while, man. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, but you know he's a good villain. Like the original Korean version. Don't don't watch the American version. The American it version sort of waters him down a bit. Still good, still decent, but it waters down the villain 
a bit. Um, so the impact isn't there. But basically, uh, to avoid a lot of like the big plot things, I guess, there's still a bit of spoilers, this character takes our main character, right? Who uh, is characterized at the beginning as sort of like this piece of shit, drunk dude, doesn't really doesn't have a real a lot of control of himself right takes him and then imprisonment prisons him in a room for 10 years um and the care the main character for those 10 years is like forced psychologically to be alone and only watch tv um and improve himself and then figure out why who and why was he taken right Excuse me. The main the main villain throughout that th- that whole movie is contacting the main the, the main guy. Um he's basically pulling the strings and at the end you you realize the main char- villain's character motivation. I don't know. Fish, I low key want you to watch this. I think it's on Netflix. Um if you can watch this, but um, okay. He. How do I explain this? He. <laughs> it's so good, though. <laughs> he basically. I guess think from like a concept level as opposed to he, specific things. If you don't want to spoil it. Yeah, all he wants is the main character to understand. He wants the main character to have empathy. Okay. And the way he goes about it is probably the most twisted thing in the world, but it's so good. Okay, so I'm going to ask a question. If this is a too much of a major spoiler, then I mm-hmm. guess don't answer. But okay. is his motivation for this, like, shown at the beginning? Like, did the, the main uh, protagonist do something to him? And this is like a revenge story? Is this a revenge story? Because it kind of sounds like one. Um, sort of. It's a revenge story yeah. for the protagonist because he's going to try to get revenge for missing out 10 years of his life and his daughter's life, basically. Um, oh, no. I meant for the I meant the antagonist. Is he the antagonist? Yes, sort of. But it's in revenge for something that the main that is revealed later on in the movie that the main character did that he forgot about. Ah, ah, and okay. And it's one of those things <laughs> that the main character did callously. And not knowing it was that a big a big deal that is a big deal. I got you, I got you. Okay, I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. I'll see if it's on yeah. Netflix. Old boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I the one thing I I really I think is pretty much across the board so far is one it, it needs to be clear what their motivation is. Yeah. Like, yes. You need to know you need to know why they're doing what they're doing. And then, they, like you said, presence. I, I, I would add on to the presence part a little bit of uneasiness. It makes you feel mm. uneasy. Mm. I, I, I definitely like it when I see that character on screen and I'm like, "What is this weirdo gonna do next?" Like, <laughs> you know, like kind of a, oh, this 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 guy worries me. You know, like I I feel like there it's gotta it's gotta be there. You know, you gotta. There's also a twist to it, though, with the presence. If you think of a villain like Atlas from Bioshock, mm. 
Mm. You don't know he's the villain. But you see him later. all the you see his presence in the in the in the game the whole all the time. Yeah. That's that's a sick twist though. That's also like some, a good villain part there. But not as strongly as one is actually there, but yeah. Right. Sorry, continue. <laughs> oh no, all good, dude. I mean, I, I I thought of two. I thought of two, uh, but I would say that one of them is it's not even a, a main antagonist. It's more like uh, a, it's a supporting character in the movie uh, Ron or the Kira Kurosawa film. I, I, I told you about Avoid. Yeah. I, okay, so... There's one character in there. Uh, of course, to give you a little a uh, little little backstory, the the whole movie is basically Akira Kurosawa's uh, retelling of King Lear. So, if you're familiar with King Lear, then you basically already know the story yeah. and how it goes. There's just a little bit more, you know, Japanese influence, of course. And uh, one of the one of the characters in there, and and it's so weird, but it feels like something somebody back in the, the, this feudal era of Japan would do. But for whatever reason, these these uh, the main character who's a king mm -hmm. and his sons, yeah, ha like when they would take over, they would they would kill, pillage, whatever, and take over a village. They would actually bring in these. Uh, the people who lived in the villages that they destroyed, right? And so that obviously breeds revenge. Yeah, of right? course. Like it breeds a revenge story. So, and and one of the one of the sons, it uh, gets married to a, a chick that uh, his dad his dad had had like slaughtered her whole family. Oh, so, boy. of course, from the start, from the get go, you know that she's gonna do something yeah. and i i have no qualms spoiling this movie it is it was made in 1984 1986 so i'm just and, it, and it's already based off another story so i'm just gonna say it so uh spoilers mm -hmm. i'm gonna Whatever. put a lot of spoiler warnings on this episode a lot, a lot of spoilers so so basically the reason why i like her so much you it's pretty much out in the open you know something's gonna happen but the way she goes about it and the fact that these guys mm. don't pick up on it, mm. it, it, I just I loved it. And it's uh, it's the same sort of idea behind the uh, the the methodology. The just as important is the method of how the villain is does his stuff, is what you're say, trying right. to say. Right. Like, it, and it, and it and it's not like it, it gets to the point where she does nothing wrong. At all, it, at the points where you think she'd do something, you, you're like, "Oh wait, no, she's not going to do this. She's not going to take revenge here. She waits. She's patient. She's very patient. She she waits until the the perfect time when you've forgotten that mm. she might do something to do something. Mm. And that's what I really liked about it, right? Like mm. she 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 waited till the absolute most opportune time to do something. And it it was a, a big payoff, and it was hilarious <laughs> in a really serious, you know, drama packed movie. Uh, it, was, it was just a little little bit of humor, like in a way, I guess, like 
dark humor, but it, it was just, it was really funny. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I still recommend that film just to watch for, for any artist that any of his films studying composition. I think everybody already knows about seven samurai. Yeah. All, all his films are great for composition. Uh, from a visual standpoint, great to study. My other villain is is why I brought up uneasiness, and it's okay. Ahsoka, Ahsoka from Hunter x Hunter. So <laughs> I, I love I the love king of shonen, the, Hunter the, x Hunter. Right the the one aspect of him that makes him so like you. This is why I say uneasy this because when he comes onto the screen after you know what he's about it's it's the sexual crap that he brings in and you're mm. what Yo, what is this same way initial uh, that's how i initially felt uh, when i was a kid when i watched Orochimaru. i was like oh he straight up took this woman's uh, body oh oh yeah. no and the way he just moved and his tongue and stuff uh bruh yeah Oof. So that's just the, the 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 other than the, the motivations, just the the character, I guess the the little attributes that are added on to even more unsettling, right? Yeah. But that's so that's all I got. Um, I'm just I'm trying I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to think of any other antagonists that um. That that, hmm. I feel I have like a huge list of like things I've read in the back of my mind that you know. Eh. I I think that, I think an easy an easy thing to pick on is any story the the generic bad guy is bad guy because bad they, guy they have a plan. Bad guy is bad guy. You yeah. don't need to know anything else. They just they they always come up with a plan, and they monologue, and the character escapes, you know, and then they beat up the bad guy. Yay, they saved. It's pretty easy to pick on those kind of yeah. stories because they, it's, uh, I I mean it's usually not the most deep of scenarios. Yeah, it, it, I think it also depends on. Now, I'm mostly if you think of games and that, you know, I don't necessarily like Bowser, but the benefit of just being told he's the guy you got, or like he's the problem, and him right. uh, can simple. help just the player. Yeah, because when the game is so simple, you shouldn't have any less story about it. Otherwise, you're gonna like get too confused. Yeah, it's a very right. mechanics-based game. But like with a Call of Duty, for example, there's like one of the fucking people, one of the bad guys that I like, that's that Russian guy. What's his name? Oh. Um, I forgot. Something <laughs> of. Um, oh, you mean uh, uh, he's Russian, right? Something. He's a Russian. He's yeah. a Russian bad guy. Oh, I think you're you're thinking of uh, Konstantin Marin. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> Why are you? <laughs> Fuck you know. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, um, he's double gonna kill you. Holy <laughs> I love you, Kanma. Uh, what the fuck was his name? That, that's, that is a good point though. I think uh for for gameplay focused games that focus on 
strong gameplay and not a not a mechanics not and stuff mainly and like, on yeah. narrative yeah. yeah not mainly on narrative then yes it, it a more simplified version for sure it yeah. does to me it doesn't work in films at all yeah well that's like, because it's mostly it, all narrative right yeah, yeah it, it what if you take someone cool. like um like some of the star wars bad guys mm. like uh like a darth vader obviously he ends up like being being good at the end he's the only reason why the rebels won anyways like yeah yeah but um but he what he really does is just kind of stand there but he has such a presence though of just evilness and that comes in the design mm. Probably yeah. one well, of the Star Wars is also a very much light and dark movie. Yeah, very. It? It's not a lot of gray areas in between there. Yeah. In yeah. the movies. In the movies, right? Yeah. yeah. Specify that. I I would yeah, say movies. I would say probably one of the best scenes for Vader, uh, that I've seen, was, just to reinforce your point, was the scene where, he, at the end of uh that in between movie. Where they get the plans for the Death Star, forgot the name. Oh, uh, Rogue shit. One. That's the, such a sick scene. <laughs> where he's just, where yeah. everybody's scree like he's just walking down a corridor, and everybody's running to get away and like move this uh specific thing that they need to get to Leia. Spoilers, but yeah, Wait, whatever. What movie? The Rogue One. Rogue One. Oh shit! I still haven't seen it. I oh, keep forgetting. Oh my god! Just you don't even need to see the movie. Though, honestly. It, it, it's all it's good. The, but basically. There's a scene where he walks down a corridor and he's and he's trying to get this this uh message chip from Leia which is basically a setup for Leia giving the the chip to R2D2 in the in the in I think episode 4. Um Yeah. So you just see him walking down this corridor, lightsaber casual. These guys are like trying to shoot at him. He just knocks him down. He's basically a force of nature. He's he's this one guy's like struggling to open the door and make a movie. He's like, take it, take it, take it. He's like trying to pry open the door and like let give the thing through a crack. And then you just see on the other side a lightsaber burst through the door. The man scream. Darth Vader cut down the door and people just screaming and running trying to get away from. He's just a force of nature. Oh. <laughs> such so a strong scene to, to add on a little bit to this just to make the thought a little more uh coherent it i think it relates how back to you know when we're when we're writing our um our our magic system and we're talking about mm -hmm. uh the the wonder versus the 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 actual like facts of how things work yeah like making people making something awe inspiring as opposed to making it like really fact-based and explaining things to people. I think this also relates to this scenario. Cause like there's like that. I think that's a really good example. Cause in the first movie, like you don't know anything about Darth Vader, but there's still, there's still that, like, that sense don't fuck of like this guy, this guy don't fuck with, yeah, don't fuck with this guy. This guy's bad. Like it's, you still feel it. I, and which definitely is part of that presence, but yeah, I I think it it would probably be finding finding out whether or not your story needs wonder or or you need to know what this person what their motivation is like yeah. knowing how you're gonna play that. Some that. of some of the logically uh, like like the guy I was talking about with uh, Odesu from uh, old old boy. 
uh, Odesu is the main character. Um, his his whole thing felt very like mechanics driven, in a sense. Once you get to the end and he's explaining all the things that were going through the movie and his grandmaster plan and what happens, and you're like, oh my god, this man is a genius, right? right. And that's a, in that sense, it's. In that sense, it's very much a. Uh, in that sense, it's very much a sort of mechanics thing going on. But in like, you know, let's let's be completely honest here. Star Wars isn't science fiction; it's science fantasy. Um, it, yep. it it behooves yeah. them to have like, this man is literally darkness incarnate, <laughs> and he will destroy you. Yeah, I, I, and even if, even if uh, someone's motivation isn't made known early on, mm-hmm. it could be felt. Mm. You know, like, mm. like by the viewer, they should be like, "Whoa, there's something more to this guy." Yes, yes. And... The way the way that they're being portrayed, just like the good and the bad side. If you think of it, there's you know that kind of World War Two element to it. With, uh, with Nazis. Yeah. Just the people like out there to oppress you. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, because if Darth Vader was, let's say he was not surrounded by stormtroopers, he would have a totally different effect. He wouldn't, he's not like this big, powerful guy. He might just be, you would think of him as a Boba Fett, maybe just a regular assassin or something. Yeah. Just a, just a strong guy by himself. But the fact that he commands yeah. people on top of being. Like, yeah. He doesn't even have to do the dirty work. Has Mm. has another level of power to him. Yeah. Um. I was thinking like um. I'm just thinking about right now that um. If you look at kind of like the villains or antagonists of real life, like bullies in school or something, yeah, can have sort of like the same effect where they display some sort of power, and usually they might be backed up by some other Mm. people. And that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know a lot of the villains always got that them henchmen or something if you look at um like harry potter or something even though he's not the villain but he's definitely like he's more of a rival though yeah um the fuck his name malfoy yeah, yeah. you think like he's he's the first kind of like bad guy you meet he's not the bad guy but he's there to like kind of hinder your ways yeah. or at least on your date in harry potter's daily life he's out there to get him because with voldemort I'm I'm gonna get flack for this or something, but I, I didn't find Voldemort that fascinating. I I still don't know what the fuck he was. Yeah, he just looks stupid and like Snake he's like boy. Harry Potter. I want you. He had this weird obsession with Harry Potter that I, I don't know if I missed something in the really, movies. Really cramped. I'm not gonna read the books. Style. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there there might have been something in the books that wasn't. Explained it in the movies. In there, explained yeah. clearly enough. Yeah. I think the thing that I, also I, makes Tom or what's his name Malfoy. Uh, yeah, Malfoy. Yeah. Draco Malfoy. Draco. Yeah. yeah. Uh, running through the six with my wands. Um, he. He, one of his big things is that he shows his insecurities. Yeah. That mm-hmm. makes him much more of a compelling villain. You know, like one of the big things, one of the big things, reasons why my best villain, uh, the, he's the best villain on the list, is at the end, you you understand why he did this. There's something intrinsically mm-hmm. human in why he his motivation, as opposed to, I want 
the one ring or I am like I am uh what is it freaking uh destroying the planet you know um yeah. same reason ooh the incredibles villain in that movie uh really oh, he, good yeah. oh, sick he's sick syndrome, yeah. syndrome. Yeah, perfect. oh he has a backstory oh, to back got it got me monologuing yeah 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 love that guy. Uh, he, he has the cool thing. He has a charisma. He has the backstory relating to the main character. He has even his intention was, I want everybody to have superpowers because you didn't yeah. take me seriously be, because I had superpowers. But the way he went about it was so dumb, so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> That's another thing, because when you think about Batman villains, mm. obviously the most fascinating one is the Joker. Mm. But when you think about people like the Penguin Two or Two-Face, um, Two-Face became really interesting in like the Dark Knight movie. Yeah. Um, but like when you see him in the comics, and obviously when it were well, not the comics, but like the animated show, it's not obviously there. They're more child friendly, and they kind of all the villains are kind of seem seem stupid or whatever. Yeah. But like, there in in like, but even in the comic book world, they seem just kind of like dumb and mm. still just like yeah st- like stupid in their motivation and don't make enough sense or have anything fascinating about him how, like how, the, how are you a boss comics <laughs> yeah they're like they're like the comics versions of uh uh single player video games where the the players uh frame frame data is like uh what do you call it the the actual uh like speed of of frame rate of like their animations is mu- like way quicker than all the enemies like in mm. in hack and slash that's how it usually is like yeah. in hack and slash you're um you're the like quick it takes one. like I, I, th- I think like it takes like a whole like three four tenths of a second for for an enemy to attack as opposed to the main character so it's like in that same sense like for batman all the villains are just like dumbed down so that he can just whoop their ass and make him look like he's badass yeah. but yeah. i think that that's it's kind of well I think the modern some of the comics have some good stuff for each character, and that's the problem with comics and at least American comics is once once you switch writers, you switch how good the villains are. <laughs> like, yeah, some of the comic book that's also like, yeah talked about before, like with superheroes and that. Again, it's not as much the characters' problems; it's more like how the story is being told. Yeah, you yeah. know, because. You know, Joker's not always just like funny. Well, he has his personality, which is really interesting. But <laughs> uh, some of the Joker. best stories, you know, are some of the very darker ones where he really manipulates Batman. Yeah. Like the one, um, forgot which one it was, but one where he cuts off his face and, and mm, makes Batman think yeah. his, his family is dead. Whatever. It's called Death of the Family, I death think. Death of the Family, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That was really good. Um, and then you have Arkham Asylum as well. You have Silver Age Joker that's like. He he makes Batman chase him, and like the whole motivation was that he wanted to copyright fish, and he put like yeah. Joker toxin on the fish, so they had clown faces. Yeah. So <laughs> it's and really obviously the killing. Yeah, you <laughs> obviously stories that are killing Joker as well. You know mm. where you really, you know, nothing's better when the protagonist actually gets hurt permanently. Yeah, like. Uh, like he 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 made Batman so flipping sad in it because because he shot Bob, yeah. um, paralyzed her. Super cool. That's when you know a villain has a presence. Because even before that, Joker wasn't that big 
But after that, you know, he became, you know, he became the number. villain. Yeah. Um. Oh man, I'm I'm so ready now. I'm like I'm just you're... making mental notes, like yeah. when we when we <laughs> make our. But villain. also like, yeah. um, because if you talk about simplicity, like yeah, I don't in like the bad guys in Lord of the Rings. I don't give a shit about for them to. I, I don't get like the uh, kind of like what you know they're just pure on greed or pure on just lost for power. That's yeah, too yeah, yeah, yeah. that's too simple in such a fantasy type world. But if you think of like in a simple world or just in a simple sense, like because um, like mm. if you talk about someone who's a villain similar to Darth Vader, mm. um, flipping um, Die Hard. What's his name? Fuck. Um, first Die Hard. Yeah, the first Die Hard movie. Oh, uh, talking about in the the Russian guy, or am I? It's uh, the guy who plays his name. Hold on, I'm gonna fucking find his name. Mm. <laughs> I should know this. Mm. <laughs> um, the guy who oh, what's his name? Oh, Hans uh, Gruber. Yeah, Hans Gruber. Yeah, Alan like, Rickman. He has he has the same. It's simple. He he might not be like, or oh, he's he's a powerful guy who's fucking has a big effect on like uh. What's his name? John McClane or something? Yeah, John McClane. Um, but he's just like he's he's a regular bad guy, but he still kind of makes his presence by just being a guy who's who's his simple friends just get some fucking money in it. You know, yeah. everyone can relate to a criminal just wanting money. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and then he just looks a bit cool, like, and he has a he Alan Rickman talks like Alan Rickman in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got his henchmen there, and um, and. Because of he has all those henchmen and you John McClane is alone, there you got John McClane as the as the underdog mm. and has to kind of fight his mm. way up. Kinda of like a VG game. Sort of like Rocky. The whole premise. Yeah. But the whole premise is simple and it works for what it is. It's not extraordinary, but it's not a bad villain. Yeah. Uh, in this sense. I, I think... would say in my opinion. I think lust for power. There's a way you can go about lust for power. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. Kingpin, Spider-Man and Daredevil villain. <laughs> yeah. He is very good. He's the mob boss, right? For those of you who don't know, mob boss in uh, I believe Hell's Kitchen and other parts of New York. Uh, Spider-Man and Daredevil go against him all the time. But one of the greatest stories is one was a recent one. Uh, this is I think in the comic books where basically plot twist captain america has secretly been working for hydra and one of his plans one of his overarching plans he was a good villain in that too but one of his overarching plans was to make all the new york superheroes uh, out of co- take them out of commission he engulfed new york in darkness right so chaos ensues so some of the superheroes that are good at generating light have to stay in new york right to keep people safe um and that mentally spends them then the the you know the smaller heroes that would have supported the bigger heroes to try to take captain america down they're down there and they're like we can't leave we can't get out because we're complete it's pitch black so one of the crazy things is the kingpin comes up and he offers services to the normal people He's like, I'll give you protection. I'll give you this. I'll give you that. And he goes to all these places where he previously didn't really have that power. He like goes to churches and all that. And he's like, but know this. If I help you now, you're going to, you're going to, like, he basically signs them in to like, you're going to need me later. And he amasses this power in this sort of like, in a way he's 
just giving up service like a mafia boss. Like, I protect this block, mm. but you're going to pay later. You know? And that feels like a much more yeah. human version of evil. <laughs> you know, where it's like, he is per- helping people, and especially in a bad time. And he technically, in a way, it's good. But you all, in the back of your head, you're yeah. like, he's going to screw these guys over. This is this is just you know, for the bigger pawn play. That kind of stuff's great because it, it's funny. It reminds me of uh, I'm definitely not naming names, but um, there's a, a friend of of my well, not my dad's friend anymore, but um, this guy <laughs> comparing him to a runs a huge, a huge, huge company mm-hmm. uh, that that basically. Um, you know when a when Hurricane Katrina happened, mm-hmm. uh, it, they're a restoration company. So they'd go in to where this happened in in uh, in New Orleans, and you know, and rebuild and help rebuild everything, get all the crap out of there and all that. And you know, he's basically capitalizing on these tragedies. That's oh. where his company gets their money from. Oh. And so. Oh. Yeah, so it, I don't like it, that. it's doing a service. It's doing a service, but this guy <laughs> is an asshole. <laughs> this guy is a major asshole, and that's great. It's a perfect uh, antagonist. That type of that type of uh, thing. Like everyone on the outside thinks that they're this great person, but then you you meet them talk to him and it's like no this this guy is actually maybe they they run now i'm talking purely fictional here this guy does not do this but maybe they run like some weird uh drug trade or sex trade underground obviously that's been done before but you know obviously adding adding motivations on top of that mm-hmm. is even better i feel like that's where the steps missing because you've you've got the the deceit the deceit mm. the deception yeah but what Why? is their actual personal motivation yeah. for doing this? Like, is there, What's is there something that, yeah. What, what is forcing their hand? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I mean, maybe it doesn't have to be for something forced their hand, but maybe it's just like a really deep, deep character flaw. Yeah. That, that caused this, um, you know? So we basically listed two types <laughs> of villains. Uh, we have, if you're going to, yeah. There's something about the Vader type, the force of nature type villain, right? Um, but the setup is it has to be in a peculiar way. Um, uh, with Vader, I think the big thing that humanizes him, especially later, is the you know plot twist. And if you don't know this plot twist, where the fuck have you been in America in the past thirty years? Uh, he's the he's he's the father of Luke. So <laughs> that implicitly I think the only people who don't know that are like babies. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> but, but uh that like implicitly humanizes him on just the moment he says I'm your father. It shows wait, he had to have enough human emotion to like a woman and be smooth enough to have that woman bear his child at some point in his life. Before, you know, the, we knew about the prequels and they ruined Vader. Um, <laughs> and then that gives weight to how powerful he is later, right? With characters like 
freaking Tom Riddle, aka he who must be named, aka where the fuck is your nose, bro? Uh, he is just like you. You meet him and he's like a little kid and he's just like, I can do things to people, and and you just look at Dumbledore like nigga, you're gonna let him in? This the moment this guy has power. You know he's gonna fuck people up. This is not smart. This is stop, please, no, stop, don't. Like, there's no yeah. empathy there. I, I, I honestly, I don't think that's even deep enough. Is the, like, the point where they show him as a child and him being like that that weird kid that just like experiments on ants or something? Well, yeah. What they, that alien needs more. He's just like yeah. He's just instead, evil from the they rip. need to show right, like show what put him in that mindset yeah don't show him in that mindset show him the the torment maybe he went through maybe a terrible uh house a home life you know maybe horrible parents uh maybe he's abused or something something crazy like that look at us so yeah but so people (laughs) hey hey calm down i next that's the movie i don't know i don't know what's in the books the books is probably great i Right, I, I said am, it right here first, guys. Is, Clueless no, Greg's podcast. No, Harry Potter. No, we're not. Worst no, book ever. Not, J.K. Rowling doesn't know how to write just, villains. We're going to no, be better. No. <laughs> no. I don't she want did make good antagonists, though. That's the thing. It's she just did. The, 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 just the main one was like weird. Fuck. And well, it might be the most. Yeah. to call it the main one. It's yeah. so fun to call it the main one because it's at the end. I think. I think you bringing up uh, Draco is a great point because having he, he was built up so much, having him have a slow de- a descent mm-hmm. in, in character and mm-hmm. and maybe sanity, it would easily lead to a point of him later in the story turning one who actually like makes things really shitty. You know, mm-hmm. like maybe he ends up somehow uh, being so driven to destroy harry that he just he's he's out in the wilderness just like training his ass off and mm-hmm. then comes and like just starts destroying people and maybe you know, he he's the one who kills who kills uh voldemort and then and then uh you know harry's got to deal with him i don't know but i, I just could, the way you're yeah, talking right. about how you he, he was built up I feel like he could have been he could have been the main he could have been the main bad boy I think yeah. I think we we we've done pretty well to get today, guys. I think that's it's been, we've been talking for an yeah, hour. I think we call it a duel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. I'm gonna pimp out my man's uh, Instagram stuff. Uh, so Chuf, take yeah. it away. Tell people where they can find you. Your links, where you post right. the most regularly. At. I got I got so many links. Okay. All right. Um, I think. Anything as I guess worth checking out is uh, my Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Svelagram. I'm gonna spell it for you because it's pronounced stupidly. You can send me the links as well, so I can post it in the. All right, cool. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's just S Vela and then Gram like Instagram. Okay. Um, I there. There's a there's a link to my Twitch. I don't stream that often, but I do stream sometimes. Okay. Links to other socials, so. Uh, yeah, but mostly like for, for stuff is is on Insta. Yeah, same. All right, kind of the spot for artists, isn't it? Yeah, it, it re- it's the yeah. it's the it's the place where the attention is. That's that's where you go. Yeah. You just migrate where the attention is. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, I mean, 
I'm, I guess for any of you Clueless Critics podcast people, I'm planning on possibly putting out a bit more content. I'm, I am looking for jobs. Uh, I just got to, I, I was late to do today's recording session because I was getting a haircut because interviews. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to schedule myself for that. Um, obviously, yeah. working with my man Fish on that comic think, book idea. Yeah, I think it'll, it might be, I'd say it'll be a while till we actually start sharing like finished stuff on it yeah it's i mean we're, we're constantly working on it but it it'll it'll be a bit we might give uh, you we're probably going to be giving you glimpses here and there but here and there for sure but not <laughs> like the comic book won't be out like next week no <laughs> no there's, no there's a, i don't <laughs> no. know if we told them this but we're planning on every 10 episodes uh we we start a new uh we we discuss a new comic idea on the podcast, and then yeah. we go. That might for that would force us to keep working too. Yeah, force us I, to keep was, working uh... and gives us enough time because now we're doing these bi monthly, so right. it gives us enough time to like plan out and then start working on it. Um, if we get this done before that, you know, honestly, we might make it every five episodes, uh, which would be cool makes us practice storytelling uh oh yeah fish you want to give them your links and anything you're planning to do next uh well i mean we already have our stuff always in the description so yeah, but yeah. i mean it's fish gills with a, with a, a u yes that not that hard <laughs> but uh yeah i i'm always just working with void and and practicing Oh yeah, I've been. I didn't. I didn't say it on here, but I've been uh, practicing um, in a more. I guess I. I feel like it's a more. A, a way that actually helps me retain information better, Ooh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, 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 I yeah. got you know I put up that yeah. a line like a, a few images from either other artists or just photo reference in general of subject matters, and I try and pick a couple things to break down and learn from them as opposed to just doing flat out copies of stuff. Copies are great, but, uh, the, uh, this is, this is a good way for me to take less time and, and really focus down on something I can apply in, in future paintings or drawings, yep, which, yep. you know, I just, I just pick that thing, draw it a bunch for about, uh, 45 minutes and then test myself with uh, about a 10, 15 minute drawing or painting and and then move on from there but that stuff's great i probably won't post any of it not gonna lie to you but you you probably <laughs> we'll should see. i think i'm I gonna I'm, I'm gonna be the voice in your head that'd be like yo people i have to i have to remind myself this uh when because you know as creators we get into this point where we're like we every creation should be reached this sort of level or standard that we want but i have to remind myself right. like it's better to document your content and your creation of content than to, you know, only put out content sometimes, especially on the internet age where, you know, consistency is key. Uh, and there's a lot of people, you'll be surprised. There's a lot of people who are willing to watch or listen or see your struggles and where you mess up and, you know, you just being honest with that, you know? So, right. Tips for anybody yeah, out there. Also, you can always like when you feel like you've reached the level you want to be at, you can always redo the part and call out your actual work, you know? Yeah, exactly. 
go back and be yeah. like, hey, remember this thing like a while ago? Remember how trash it was? <laughs> now I'm good, so. Now it's better. Exactly. It's right. scary. I, I went back in the mark. Pretty scary the other day. Anyways, are we good? Yeah, uh, I'm going a, I'm to a sign out. I would just be like, uh, hey guys, this has been the Clueless Critics, where we critique, review, and analyze what we may not be uh, qualified to criticize. And uh, y'all have a good day. Peace. Good day, everyone. Later. Bye.